Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hotel Moments. My name is Jennifer Susky. This podcast was created for hoteliers during the pandemic to give back and to give you information and insights from industry professionals. Today, we have Andrea Chang with us, board member with MPI NCC. Hi, Andrea. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Good. Grateful it's Thursday. Thank you for having me. I know. We were just talking before we went live that I thought it was Friday for most of the day. And then one of my friends had the audacity to remind me that it was Thursday. And that's not that's not awesome. But I'll forgive them, I guess. I suppose. Do you have so are you I mean, we have Christmas next week. Do you have any big plans for Christmas? Are you staying home this year? Staying home. My family's here. I'm very lucky. So three miles down the road. That's good. And where are you at? Are you in California? I'm in Cal I'm in San Francisco. Oh, nice. That's right. Yep. We yep. Perfect. Okay. So um, I want to talk about your time in hospitality first. We'll get into MPI and all of the MPI great things, but I want to talk about your time in hospitality. You spent five years with Hilton. Is that correct? I did. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your time there? What got you into hospitality? Yeah. All that good um, stuff. Yeah. I started, well, way before Hilton, um, I started it in restaurants, um, and that was simply because I graduated college, wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life, um, with my degree, thought my mom was going to kill me, and I, um, you know, meanwhile, while I was trying to figure out my life, a girl has to eat, so I started in a restaurant, and, um, and then was thinking about going back to school, and then they offered me a management position, and I wasn't sure hospitality was what I wanted, but I thought a manager title was better than a server. So wow. that's how I kind of fell into the hospitality world or the restaurant world. And um, was very happy, um, was managing, busy restaurant, loved it. And had a director of food and beverage at the Peabody Hotel Orlando, came mm -hmm. to my restaurant. And one night was like, you know, what's it gonna take to get you out of here, you know? And I'm like, where are we going? Like, are we somewhere <laughs> fun? Is there a new bar that's open or something? And he's like, We're going out for drinks, right? right? That's what you mean. And he's like, no, why don't you come work for me? I'm like, oh, in a hotel? Like doing hotel. what? What do you mean? Exactly. Yeah. And he had a, um, a fine dining restaurant in the Peabody Orlando, and he wanted me to run it. So I was the um, first female department head in food and beverage. Um, very Congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Uh, it was uh, very intimidating. Well, I didn't think of it that well until he said it. And I was like, why do you say stuff like that to me? Why? Is it fun for you? Um, <laughs> it me out? So that's how I started. And I loved it because in a hotel, I feel like I can focus on my specific department. I don't have to be a jack of all trades. I don't have to like call the plumber or like call security or like, I don't have to work. I don't you have must to have worked at like the best hotels then. <laughs> <laughs> you just call people and things just show up and yeah. you know if i needed like plates and glassware i went down that's, to see larry that's quite the roll jump though going you went from server to like well, I went from server to manager i was a manager okay. at uh, royce orlando at the time okay and he asked me to manage ducks uh was to find any restaurant at the Peabody okay Lake. yeah so you went from okay i understand you went yeah. from restaurant to restaurant and then made your way into catering I know. So I, I managed that restaurant. I was the GM of that restaurant. And then um, 
love the restaurant. I mean, love the hotel atmosphere mm -hmm. because everybody had their own specialty. And it was great that I don't have to figure out where my crystals were coming from. I call stewarding and they order it for me and it's amazing. So I love that part. And, um, and then I moved out here to San Francisco from Florida and knew I wanted in a hotel, but I could not find a sales job in a hotel in the city without experience in the city. I could not get anyone to call me back. And actually I reached out to my, I served on the board of MPI in Orlando as well. And oh, he's yeah? a big hire guy. So I called him and I said, listen, I just need an interview. I don't need you to get me the job. I need a foot in the door. I can do the rest. He made some phone calls. Um, and then I got an interview the next day. But they're, at the time, they're like, we don't have a catering sales position open. And that's what you're fitted for. So I said, okay, um, I'll start in catering sales. And that's I started in catering sales with Hilton, um, San Francisco Financial District, and shifted over to a sales manager um, in like 10 months. And then just you know, continue working my way up, senior sales manager, director of group sales. And it's been a, it was a very, it was a fun, fun journey. Yeah, I had, I, I mean, absolutely. I think I'm, we, I also made that journey. So you're not in hotels now. You obviously you're still mm -hmm. member on MPI, but uh, board member on MPI. I cannot talk today. Uh, but you left hotels. Did you leave because of COVID? Like when did you leave and why? What made you leave? Well, I left because um, as I got, promoted into the director group sales, I realized there was a lot more admin work because my goal was the OSM, right? That was always <laughs> like, okay, sales manager, next step is senior and then director and then the OSM. Well, when I got to director role, I'm like, okay, so I don't want to be payroll. I don't want right. to be up in human resources discussing like who said what. Um, I don't, you know, but those only parts I didn't really love, um, you know, yeah. meetings, everything else was fine, but I just really enjoy talking to clients, which you don't get to do as much um, Agreed. in that role. So at that point, after I did that for like six months, I'm like, okay, I need to change my career path. And I don't know how to do that because this has been my goal for five years, right? Uh, didn't know what to do. A recruiter called on a bad day and just said, hey, do you have time to chat about this? I'm like, sure. Yes, I do. You call yes. on a good day. So I talked to her and it was very tempting because here in San Francisco, I feel like there is a startup pop up every two seconds and mm -hmm. people are always talking about working for startups. And this was kind of like that. Um, BCB Social um, is a, they start, it was a startup 10 years ago, um, but it's a social media management company that only works for hotels. So basically I would be selling to people like me and DOSMs and GMs and um, selling social media management services. You know, it's kind of a marketing agency as well. We do a lot of creative work. And I said, you know, it was a startup, it was a change. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give this a whirl. If it doesn't work, I'll come back to hotels because I have enough tenure, um, I feel, yeah. in my resume to come back. But let's, let's do something new. So, you know, I feel like you and I are kindred spirits in that because I did the same, same exact story. I left to work in tech field. I sell to hotels now. I mean, that's not my goal with this, obviously. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's a big learning curve, though. So coming from hospitality, restaurants and hotels, um, there's a big learning curve. So anyone who is watching who is furloughed, I want to give them some hope that it is possible to pivot. But there is a bit of what would you say was the biggest learning curve for you? Um, this is going to make me sound so sad. Um, <laughs> learning how to do a freaking PowerPoint. I didn't have to do that. My we had for people me. to do that for us. Yes. 
I told I actually told my boss that the first week. So my support, um, our our sales secretary at BCV that pulls all the decks together, mm-hmm. she quit after my first week. So and personal reasons. And I was like, and then my boss was on vacation. And I'm like, three days in this job, and I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, and I'm remote. The, the office is in yeah. Chicago. So I'm like, look at my living room. I'm like, I don't, there's no one to go for help. What do I do? Yeah. So, um, but PowerPoint was such a big deal because I didn't have to do, I didn't have to do it. I had somebody do that for me. Um, but also learning a whole different lingo. I, like their language is so different. Like I remember sitting in meetings, like just writing down acronyms and then looking it up later because I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Oh my gosh. So yeah, like I, I we, we talked about this before, but um, I was like, I don't know what an API is. Like, I don't know what that means. And then, you know, they laugh at you. Oh, you're so new. And it's like, yeah, but what does ADR stand for? You don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, we can, I can dance circles around you when it comes to acronyms. Like, yes. don't even come at me with that. So yeah, that's so funny. But so you're there now and you seem happy. Um, so the transition is possible. Um, but let's talk about MPI because we only have 30 minutes. So I want to get into that a little bit. So first and foremost, I mean, you educated me a little bit on this. Can you tell us a little bit about um, MPI as a whole and then kind of what chapter you work with? Yes. Um, So MPI, um, because of our conversation earlier, I started thinking, if you don't know what MPI is, uh, Meeting Professional International, it's a organization of everybody in events industry. Mm -hmm. It's a place to come together, to do business, to learn, innovate, collaborate. And the way that we run it, the infrastructure is kind of like, um, kind of like Hilton, like the Hilton corporate has rules that we have to follow. But like my Hilton was a franchise. So we run independently. We have our own P&Ls, we have our own budget, we have our own everything, right? But there's Uh certain Hilton rules we have to follow because the brand is the same and it has to be consistent. So MPI runs that way. We have so many chapters in over 70 countries worldwide. Um, The NorCal, there's five chapters in California. So the NorCal chapter, um, you know, is, from like San Jose, um, I guess the next one down is probably like SoCal. So, you know, the middle. Um, but like Los Angeles, Valley. San Diego. Yeah, no? San Diego has their own chapter. Orange okay. County has a chapter, um, but it goes all the way, you know, basically all the way up to the California border. Um, but San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, all of those down to Monterey, we have members of Monterey. Sacramento has their own chapter. But what it is, is um, it's a great way to stay connected with your industry peers, people that get you, people that speak your language, people that have the same challenge with the same, you know, demanding clients. Um, And, you know, so it's, and especially it's crucial in times like this, because we are all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. So that, yes. Right. So. But it's all the same storm. So let's come together. Let's, you know, lean on each other and let's help each other. And I think this is more important than ever um, because of the the current climate. And we don't know. I mean, there is a small light, I feel like, at the end of the tunnel now with the vaccines and, you know, kind of sort of getting it under control, although not in California because we are shut down now completely. Mm -hmm. But but I think we, we need to come together. And then, you know, my personal story is, you know, I stay, I'm passionate about the events industry. I love hotels. And I don't know if I want to go, you know, back into hotel, but it's not off the table, right? So this is my way, continue to volunteer and stay connected with my industry friends 
And if I wanted to, and I stay visible and I stay relevant. Yes. So if you are out there and you have to pivot into another industry because you are furloughed, because you have a family, you have a mortgage, um, this is a great way to join a chapter, your local chapter. Then you can volunteer, you can network, you can say the no. And then when the time comes and you want to make that move and it's the right move for you to come back into hotels or events, mm -hmm. you already have a way in. That's brilliant. So I have, for, first of all, I want to say for the people watching, if you have questions for Andrea, drop them in the comments section. We can see them and I can pull them up live. So at any point, put a comment in if you have a question and we'll answer them live. But I'm curious, uh, so as far as membership, who who is MPI for? Is it just for meeting planners or is it for hoteliers? Like, can we like hoteliers go in and like solicit yes. those meeting planners like what is the <laughs> yes no well that's how it's supposed to work right it's a point you do business with people that you like and people that yeah. you trust and people that you have a relationship with so this is a platform where we share the common interest um and right now we're finding our so planners suppliers and students mm -hmm. um students um professors like we have the hospitality school at san jose state is very active and his students are involved um so it depends on the chapter like our chapter has over 600 people we're about 50 50 planner supplier ratio so if you wanted to come network and you want to make friends with some planners if you're a hotelier like it's a great place to do it um and it you know depending on your style of selling i believe in building relationship first and then people will naturally do business with who they like right mm -hmm. so um to answer your did i answer your question i yeah you absolutely did but so i guess yes so we can do hoteliers and meeting planners but if i have pivoted outside the meeting our meeting hotel world, world. can mm -hmm. i also join just to stay in the know yeah because that's that's where i am yeah you yeah. can absolutely join but you're a board member so you're like you're well, like I a fancy well, I have to volunteer. I have to be a member in order to volunteer, and the board member is a volunteer position. So that just means I work two jobs. Um, one of them is yeah. free, and but it's you're but so it's nice. Fun. It, it's fun for me because I enjoy um, the board member. People that speak my language that thinks the same. Yeah. And and right now it's more important than ever because we're trying to figure out because before it's always innovate, innovate, innovate. Like what's yeah. the next big thing? Let's think outside the box. Let's do the next cool event. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas now it's like, OK, how do we support our members? What do they need? Like how do you how are you getting that information? You know what we, I mean? We like ask. we ask. Because <laughs> I know, obviously, there's not events happening right now. I believe that you've done a couple of virtual events, but I'm curious, like, how you're getting that feedback from the members so we, and how you're well, sharing it, that may, possibly. We we have monthly, we have almost a, a monthly event, whether it's, sometimes it's just networking. Sometimes it's like a happy hour where you just come burn off, you know, have bring a glass of wine, burn off some steam because everybody has Zoom fatigue, right? Sometimes yes. it's education. Sometimes it's, um, like, community service, like in... Um, November, we did a project gratitude where it was a team building project. Everybody came together. Sometimes it's the happy hour, um, nothing but networking is what we call them. But we have these games that we play. So um, we like sometimes it's trivia, sometimes it's um, other team building games. And it's just, you know, to put COVID everything else on the back burner for a second. For just, just a minute. Be, yeah, and just be with your friends and let's, let's answer all these questions because we want to win because we're all very competitive. So, um, it's, uh, I'm trying to, ask, to figure out how to ask this question. Um, from the hotelier side, are you able to kind of give them insights? Like, this is these are what meeting planners are looking for. Like, these are the struggles they're facing right now. Here's how you can help them. Like, these types of things. 
Like, are you um, getting that feedback from the meeting planners? We are, yes. Yeah, so for every, so sorry, I didn't answer last question. So every oh. event that we do, there's a C event registration. And okay. on that form, there are questions on, you know, we gather information that way. And then post event, we send out and survey and see how it was received. Um, you know, the topic the um, or the game or how did the, the partners that we partner with to run this trivia game, to run the team building, like how, you know, did you like that? What did you like about it? Because that's another way, like if you're a team builder or you're a hotelier and you want to show off your Caesar Entertainment and you want to show off your new brand new ballroom um, and you want to sponsor or partner partner with us to do an event and then we showcase, we play a, a video or we showcase or do a virtual tour of your new event space so you can get the exposure on our platform to mm -hmm. our members. We're happy to do that. That's what we're here for. It's, it's a place to network and meet and connect and learn together and work together. Yeah, that's amazing. So for those of us who haven't had that awesome experience to do that, I mean, can you share a little bit? Can you give us like a sneak peek into it? Like what people are talking about or like, what, again, like these are hoteliers watching. So I'm just going to ask the question I know they want to hear. It's like, what do meeting planners want? Our meetings coming back. Give us all of that dirt. That's so, I, so I think, I mean, meetings are coming back. I mean, even with the vaccines, we've had meetings. Um, MPI had, so we have one of our annual events is um, World Congress. So WEC, World Educational Congress, is an annual um, program. It mm -hmm. usually happens in June, but in COVID, they push, we pushed it back to November in hopes that it can be in person. And it was, it was hybrid. I attended nice. virtually because... Um, I, I couldn't go in person, so I did it virtually, and it was a it was well done in person. Um, and I will say, and this is the feedback they got from everyone: hybrid is just it's really hard to get the same experience from a hybrid event because I don't have the same experience as someone that was there. Some colleagues I were there, they were like, "This is great." I'm like, "Well, yeah, I didn't I didn't get that." But in front of my um, computer, yeah, I, I'm facing my computer and not you in person. So, um, but meetings are coming back um planners are and i believe and i could be wrong this is a personal opinion i believe that in-person meetings will come back sooner than you expected because a hybrid event is incredibly expensive and that's oh, what is people, it? people are finding out the amount of audiovisual you need to run a successful seamless hybrid event it's hundreds of thousand dollars more than they budgeted I had no idea. Is it so? I then I, I always assumed that the hybrid events would be easier to manage too, because it's like I just dial up Zoom, right, and we're done. Is that not the case? Well, not if you're on the planning side, because you're planning the actual event, which is fine, because everybody knows how to do that, right? That's what yeah. they do. But the virtual side, you now have to spend tens of thousands of dollars just to have the right equipment, production crew to video it, stream it live, and then you have to have a whole another team if you're lucky, and you have that amount of resources to um, dedicate just to the people that are answering questions that are lost that can't figure out their link that's having IT issues and you know god forbid you have IT issues because <laughs> um, you know I happened to meet a lot today um, earlier with you so it, it's a lot more complicated than you think um, than one would think so for that reason alone I believe the in-person meetings will come back um, greater That's than music to my ears because I was secretly a little nervous that we were just going to continue doing half and half and this way not everyone has to travel and that means less 
room nights for the hotels where these events are taking place. And that's not what we want to hear. So I'm actually kind of happy about that. But so for hotels, uh, what can they be doing to help meeting planners right now? Like, how do they set themselves apart? We build that relationship. You want to go that extra mile from them. What do they need? Yeah. You know what? I think the best way to do that is ask ask those questions, you know, there are some people and I know that they're probably being forced by their boss or the GM on the ownership saying go sell. Okay, the world's on fire. But you know, hey, do you need room? (laughs) Do you have any group rooms? (laughs) (laughs) You need a walk of like, you know, 80 on peak? Yeah, um, over the weekend, preferably. Um, So but I think that, you know, just reaching out and not selling, but just saying, hey, you know, Jennifer, I know that you know, your double trees open, uh, or I know that you're still planning events. I know you're not flying right now, but we're here, we're open. Is there anything I can do for you? Do you need, like, how can I help you? Yeah. Because when you forge that relationship, even if you can't help them, but you cared and reached out to say hello and didn't sell them something, if I needed something, I'd be like, Ooh, Jennifer, double tree, let me call her. Right. That's how, that's how it works. Yeah. Just how are you? Are you okay? (laughs) Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you still there? I don't know if you want to open that kind of once. Are you okay? But just like, hey, I'm checking in on you. I know. Well, I mean, Um, you know, letting them vent for a minute might be the way that you become BFFs with them. Because uh, I I have to imagine that a lot of the meeting planners right now are kind of, you know, going through the same thing hoteliers are and being furloughed. Um, Hang on a second. We have a question here. I'm going to pop up really quick from Valerie. The news that meetings will be coming back sooner rather than later is fantastic. Fingers crossed. Seriously. Yeah. With this vaccine, I'm hoping. Yeah. I mean, well, we'll know very shortly, right? Yeah. Um, But I think another way is, um, so there is something that I don't know if I heard from a lot of my meeting planner friends, right? So they when this whole thing happened, like hotels basically fell off the face of the earth, right? We were all furloughed instantly, don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, eight months later, we're still living this nightmare. Whereas planners, they, yeah, luckily, um, like have a job, but they're working twice as hard. They're navigating through virtual meetings, which they know nothing about, because nobody planned those. (laughs) And they're worried about their jobs still. Right. Like I will call my um, my friend up and uh, I used to be on the board with her and we got to be friends. I'm like, hey, how are you? And she's like, well, I have a job, so I should be grateful. I'm like, you should be grateful that you have a job, but that does not mean you're OK. <laughs> I'm like furlough, but I'm like collecting unemployment. I fostered this husky who needs my attention 24 seven and I'm like watching Netflix and holding a puppy. You <laughs> are working like 12 hours a day and worried that you're going to get laid off tomorrow. Like you're definitely more stressed out than I am. And I think right. that's one thing that we didn't really, as hoteliers or suppliers, we didn't really take into consideration. I agree. I think that the, we thought they were in the same boat that we were. Like they're also furloughed. We eh, need to call them. They don't have any business coming in. So yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Oh. That's hard. That's really rough to hear that. I mean, now, yeah, guys, reach out to your meeting planners. Yeah. Send them a holiday card or something. I mean, I don't Send know. Send them a holiday e-card, right? <laughs> office, yes, exactly. Them. So um, I, we have so much to talk about, and we only have a little bit of time left. Oh, it goes so fast. But so, guys, again, if you have any questions, please put them in the comments, and we'll answer them live. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep talking. Um <laughs> So tell us about some with MPI, some of the educational um, resources that you have available for hoteliers and for meeting planners uh, that they can take advantage of. 
Yes, absolutely. So, um, well, it depends on the different chapters, right? But for us, um, we have, so for our December education, so on these surveys, after the event, we asked them, you know, we asked everyone, what did you like about it? What would you like to see more of? And December, based on the feedback from previous months, was on, um, on LinkedIn. Because right now, I think a lot of people have realized that um, they may not be going back to hotels anytime soon. So they need to find a new job. So now, you know, if you've been with, you know, Hilton for 20 years, your resume is not up to date. Your LinkedIn is, you know, it needs a little, it needs some attention. Right? I feel attacked. So this was me. <laughs> so yes, Jennifer, I'm talking to you. Uh. <laughs> so there's, um, so there was, so we did a session on LinkedIn. We did, um, we so CMP University, we have a CMP boot camp, and we fit so in the past, we always have it, and it's always in person, um, you know, six, eight weeks, depending on the course that year. But what we've done this year is we partnered with an audio uh, visual company, and we're taking we're we are producing one that we are taping, and we'll have it to so you don't have to be rigidly take that class with us. Because we that happened a lot. We never had a virtual. We never recorded it. We never had a recording to sell because we didn't need to. Everything was in person. Right. And so, but this year we're like, we need to do this because there's going to be people that well because you can't come to these CMPU classes, but also the ability to have to be able to take the class on your own and at your own pace um, while you know dealing with life or looking for a new job was really important. So we have that happening here come in January, just a couple weeks. And yeah, there's, just, there's so many resources. Um, MPI has been really, really good. There are a lot of free um, content on MPI if you're a member, um, but there are also a lot of discounts for existing members for certifications, classes that you um, that's available to you. So and that's MPI.org um, global. And then each chapter will have their own yeah. Things as well. I just, I apologize. I ask you questions for the entire organization. I understand you can only answer for California, but thank you. I appreciate it anyway. We have a question from Michael. Michael wants to know, as he says, as a former PCMA board member, he's a huge, I can't not read. I'm a huge proponent of hotel sales managers being members of professional organizations and certifications. I hold two. Congratulations, Michael. <laughs> Have you seen an increase or decrease in memberships in 2020? MPI excels in CMP education. Nice. Um, thank you. Um, yes, we have seen we have seen a decline because of COVID. Um, right, because this is a professional uh, membership, and it's, it's it's not cheap. It's five hundred dollars, so it's significant if you're a furloughed and trying to pay that on your own. Mm -hmm. um, so we have seen a membership decline, but MPI.org has been, <clears throat> excuse me, so supportive in that, um, you know, if your membership, if you are a member and you, your membership is going to expire, but it hasn't, reach out to them. They can help you retain your membership. But the key is you have to call and reach out before they expire. Now, if you're a new member or if it did expire because of life and COVID and you just lost track of things, um, call them anyway. They will be able to help you. They won't be able to, they may not help you as much as, it's easier for them to help you if you're still a member, if it hasn't lapsed. But if it did, because life happens, they can still help you. They will still give you a discount. Um, that's what we have seen in our own membership. Because we have people asking for help all the time. Um, it, it is hard for us because we're very proud. It's hard for people like us to ask for help. But 
I told everyone there is no, we're, this is not your fault. This is COVID's fault. So ask for help. Let us help you. That's what we're here for. So for some of our events, um, I probably shouldn't say this out loud because I'm VP of finance, but for some <laughs> of our events, if you are a member and you cannot, um, you don't have the extra cash for whatever reason, or your boss had decided I'm not supporting MPI, you know, paying $25 for you to go to this thing because, yeah. you know, whatever reason, call me. Call me, reach out to me on LinkedIn, call the office. We will let you in. We will cover the cost for you to come because we want to support you. That's because you might need that LinkedIn tip that might land you a job. So we will serve you. So, Ugh. And I'm sure your local chapters will help you um, if they can or the best of their ability. But I know for us, if you just, I've, I've told the office, I was like, you need to email me every time this happens. So I know numbers, but just let them, just let them in. Just let yeah. them in. Don't charge them. Do you have a couple minutes if we go over a little bit? I do. Perfect. So before I go further, if anyone wants to sign up for MPI or get more information on this, where should they go? MPI.org. Easy. MPI, three letters, dot three letters. I think we got yep. that. MPI.org. All right. So I want to ask uh, one final question, and that is, how are you guys planning on getting through the next 18 months? So that is a topic that I um, keeps me up at night. Um, so we have obviously pivoted um, to all virtual and um, as VP of finance, the way that our board is infrastructure, special events falls under me as well. So I have a great director. We talk every week and we're always talking, well, do you think, you know, by by February, we can do this in person? Do you think, and, and it's all a guessing game, right? What's your crystal ball? Yeah, I need an eight ball, one of those. Yeah. Um, so what we have decided is we play by year. We plan for the, so we used to plan for the worst, but hope for the best, but they didn't work out because we want to plan for in-person events, right? Um, but it's twice as much work if we can't have it. I don't yeah. want the team to put in all this work and then we can't do it. So what we've done is we evaluate. Um, so I, I, our board members are sick of each other, I'm sure, but we talk all the time, more so than we ever did before. We have more phone calls because it just, there's so much more to talk about. Mm -hmm. And we have a huge event every year. It's ACE is our annual conference and expo. And it's always been in person. It's a huge event, like 1200 um, attendees and it's in San Francisco usually. So this year we had high hopes that we could do hybrid and then went to just virtual because we, San Francisco, we didn't think was going to let us do right. it in person. And at some point you have to pull the trigger and make that decision. Right. So it's been a lot of that, like, okay, if we can do this, then ABC happens. But if we do that, then one, two, three happens. Mm -hmm. So you have to stay on top of the trends all the time. So you know what is happening so you can plan accordingly. Um, and then we, so we, to survive the next 18 months, we have made some financial um, decisions that we have not had made. We are talking to investors to figure out if we had a little bit of extra cash, like can we invest that and get some return on investment so we can realistically get through this chapter, right? Get through the next two years. Mm -hmm. um, we have shifted all of our events and we shift them as we go. Last week, we just decided our huge culinary event that usually has 150 people attend. Um, we will not be having it 
in person and we have actually we knew we wouldn't have it in person two months ago but we thought about virtual and because of what's happening right now with the surge in california it has now been postponed and likely won't happen till oh. june but it's yeah. but it's tons of things like that but instead of hosting a culinary event or just another you know wine tasting virtual event that everybody's hosting mm-hmm. we decided it was more we, we're going to do a community service we're probably going to pair up with like a food bank or something because here especially in san francisco there's a need for that and we decided that coming together as a team because you know i, I don't you may not have the money to spend for an extra glass of wine but you probably have a couple hours that we can get together and help someone that needs help that's very true and that's the direction we're going for this event in march yeah i think that's i think that's very smart um so is the event in march is that i mean is it planned it's um well it just came to this last week so it's tbd we just decided that there's more need to for our um and it's a morale builder on our, yeah. our membership you know we, we can't get together have a glass of wine but let's maybe get together and practice social distancing with a mask and help someone to get fed Mm-hmm. So this was decided last week. Um, so my goal was to get through the holidays. And on the first week of January, we'll have a meeting, uh, pick a date. But it's we're targeting uh, mid to late March. Oh, nice. Okay. So just well, a community service event. That's incredible. Um, okay. I don't want to keep you much too much longer. Is there anything else that you want to mention that you think that they want to hear about with MPI? Anything around that? Um, no. I think if you can get involved, get involved. Um, you know, Reach out for them. Reach out to mpi.org for help. They're there to help you. Reach out to your local chapters for help. There's always a scholarship somewhere. Yeah, you know, and you have to get involved because this is how this is how you stay current. Yeah, I agree. Um, so final thought on my side, I do have a giveaway for anyone who's watching or who listens later on my on the website on the inthemoment.com websites, I have a prospecting tool on there. So this whole podcast started because COVID hit and I saw all of my friends and former colleagues in hospitality really struggling. So I gathered all of my prospecting tools that I accidentally collected over my 10 years in hospitality. And I said, who needs it? Like who needs help right now? Let's find the business. It's out there. So the tool that I have up on the website right now is how to find how to um, internet prospect and find what events and uh, meetings and training, whatever, what events are happening in your area. And maybe ones that haven't even found a location yet. I have some examples on there as well. Um, so definitely check it out in the moment podcast.com. Also, you can see upcoming guests and listen to past episodes. So there's that. <laughs> so go to that. If anyone has any final, well, oh, we have one. Let me see. Let me here. Okay. Michael just wanted to say thank you. Great MPI outreach and education. Thank you. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you, everyone. I will catch you next time. In the meantime, have a fantastic holiday. Yes. Bye, guys. <laughs>